0: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhead Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. My name's Phil Nightingale. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Josh profit our service director here to take your calls at 316-462-3673, number there down on the screen. Love to hear from you this morning. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything you don't understand about your car. You want to talk about new products. You want to talk about anything in the car business, we'd love to hear from you. You want to talk about racing. You want to talk about uh, whatever, but uh, we'd love to hear from you. You get a great price package about. Value- over 130 bucks for each and every caller. Only show I know you get paid to call in on. And i uh, love to hear from you. Morning, Jeff. So, Josh, as always, what's
1: in that package? So, we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use uh, Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components on that vehicle, making sure that it's ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the Big Corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. Uh, you'll also receive a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, 316 462
0: 3673. That's the number that comes right into the front desk. Tell the girls you want to get patched in the podcast and we will get you on. And Tim says, Good morning, Ricky, and morning, Cal. Got one. I, I know where the Ricky's come. Ricky's not real, Tim. Ricky is not real. It's Don't
1: Ricky Bobby. He's to. not real. He's a wannabe. Cal is uh Cal's the other driver. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. See?
0: Oh. <laughs> Here we go.
1: Okay. I had
0: no-, yeah. <laughs> no. I still, I told everyone, I'm going to finally one day, All I'm going to don't watch that movie. But <laughs> cow. Okay. See? See, there's proof. I had no idea what uh-huh. that meant.
1: Yeah. Clueless. <laughs> yeah,
0: so. Hey, anyway, uh, race open house, February the 17th. Yes, we had a little glitch in our texting deal to send out a text and it went out as a February the 11th. So sorry about that. It is February the 17th, nine to four got all kinds of exciting stuff going to be happening there on uh, Saturday the 14th.
1: Saturday the 17th.
0: God, I can't spit it out right either uh, from that part. So uh, don't want to miss it. It's going to be all kinds of prizes, giveaway stuff. We're going to have lots of different vendors this year than what we've had in the past. And let me see if I can get that list pulled up again of some uh,
1: of the uh, vendors that we're going to have. Oh, and that deal, and then uh, that Sunday is the Daytona 500, isn't it? That is correct. We always yeah. do that that Saturday before um,
0: uh, the Daytona 500. And uh, sorry, I'm texting these guys to get me a list of the vendors.
1: Get a list together. I know, uh, I think uh, Nick had sent you one last week, if I remember. Yeah, I've right. I, don't but know. I probably... text quite a bit, yeah. kind of like
0: you and I do, and trying to find that text. But of course, I wonder if it's an email. I guess I could check that real quick, too. But
1: and I then, think we've added
0: a couple since last week. I was going to say,
1: too. I bet there's been some some additions to it anyway. So, from that part. So, uh, let's see if I can get something pulled up here real quick. But yes, that is, uh, that's going to start at nine, 10 nine to four yeah nine to four nine um, to four and we will uh what i uh so we got the little uh race cars coming in the track right that's gonna yes. be here so that'll yes, be yes roaring right. entertainment will be here for the kids to be able to run around the racetrack with that that's always fun you see you know you say it's for the kids but i've 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 seen some pretty big kids playing on that thing before so hmm. is his name josh <laughs> <laughs> well maybe <laughs> and you know what to better support the factual uh, part of that movie, I have on the Roaring Entertainment thing, seen a car win backwards. No, well, I'm sure you on know. That deal. So, so to say that it Guess can't that be cars done,
0: go backwards just as fast as they go forward. <laughs> to
1: That's say, it. yeah, to to say that it can't be done is yeah. an understatement. In sure. the real
0: world, they don't win the race <laughs> going backwards. Okay, you got to admit that is true. I would, uh, I would tend to agree with you a little bit. Yes. Okay, until they get a. New list to me. Here's what was st- – I finally found the list from Nick last year. Aeromotive, which uh, we've had them many, many times here for that, so glad they're coming back. Yep. Aeromotive is a fuel supply, fuel pumps, and injectors and stuff. Petronix is coming. Renegade has always been here, so Renegade Fuels will be here. Yep. They'll have their staff on top, so if you got any questions about the Renegade Fuel. Mid-America Dragway will be here on staff to show you what's coming up for 2024 with their racing. Fine H Strip will also be here, new drag strip coming up. Uh, one of the big ones, Monza is finally coming. He's bringing his Chevelle to have on display. So if you want to see the big hot rod of uh, Monza, he's been here before with his Camaro, but he's actually finally bringing the Chevelle that has been a long lengthy process to going through COVID and everything else like that, getting that car built. I'm not sure he's even raced that car yet, but, uh, Monza will be here with his hot rod. So, uh, that city and USRS, uh, sprint cars will be here on display to talk to them. RPM speedway will be here with a booth. Uh, new sponsor for this year is All Star Performance. So, all you racers, I know you use a lot of All Star Performance products. They'll be here on staff uh, to show and talk to you about everything from that part. Bar to Bar will have on display some motorcycles and stuff. Uh, B's Moto Lab will also be here with his uh, uh, display to kind of talk to you about your motorcycle and stuff. Eric Chesterman will be here with the HMT Arms. And, of course, Trenton Berry will be here with Racing Dirt. And another new one is going to be Weir's Machine. So, gentlemen, I know a lot of you racers, you do a lot of stuff with Weir's Machine uh from that part so there's a list of some of the things uh of vendors that we're going to have new and exciting stuff too everybody's asking how many cars until we can get this layout of no one have enough room for all these vendors then we'll decide how many cars we're going to have on display what we're going to do from that part
1: i think weather too will play a part on that as far as uh if we're able to get some outside as well
0: well the old phil said it's going to be in early spring so you know oh you yeah? know that i did not I yes didn't. that I got, was yesterday wasn't it i got all kinds of texts about that yesterday or yeah, was it yesterday? I can't remember. I think it any. was yesterday. Uh, I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. Maybe it's Thursday. Here, I'll tell you here in a second. So when I remember someone texting me and giving me crap about it, I wish I could control that. It was yesterday. Yeah, that's so, what I thought. It was yesterday. So. Yeah, I wish I was the one that can control spring because it would never be winter around here. so how that would be. From, I can't promise you that. That's for sure. So, hey, anyway, 316-462-3673. Hey, anything you want to talk about uh, in the automobile world, racing world, whatever it might be, love to hear from you. Give you a great price package, about over $130. bucks. 316 462 3673 Number comes right in the front desk, and we'll get the girls to say, patch you through the podcast. We'll get you on the air and fix it right up with your question or whatever it might be or if you want to throw some comments over in the side let's get
1: that going too so
0: anyway josh uh exciting stuff in the service department this week uh,
1: it's been very very busy uh for sure here the last uh you know well i don't know it's just busy (laughs) for sure but that's one one thing um you know that uh I appreciate everybody's patience on understanding to be able to get to the car, uh, to get to their vehicle. But that's the other side of that is like, these guys are the amount of knowledge that they have and how qualified they are to work on your vehicle, to know that when it gets to somebody that it's going to be right. And, you know, I can't express that enough on, uh, the, the level of complications sometimes on some of these, uh, some of these things and for a consumer it it may even seem seem so simple you know and and from a consumer standpoint of of well it's broke just fix it or it's broke just put a part on it or you know but uh when you get into to the modern technology now uh the the amount of networking and uh you know i guess the the data that's provided to these technicians sometimes uh, from the manufacturers. Uh, I was in, involved with a, a gentleman this week about uh, his his phone and and syncing his phone to the vehicle and how it was reacting. But uh, and I was you know I was just going through and kind of explaining to him you know you take how many uh, so you have the the vehicle and the the modules and the setups in the vehicles, but then think of how many different models of phones that that has to be compatible with and then you take your phone and in a lot of cases they'll do an update once and a week match your car yeah once a week easily but then how about the updates on the vehicle to accept that accept phone. that phone but then you go through and you think okay well now you have the manufacturer of the phone and when they're pushing out an update they're pushing out an update to make the phone work better. They don't care about what, what yeah, going to your what, car, what it supports and how well it, you know, how well it works other things and, and stuff like that. And so it's uh it can definitely be a struggle sometimes. And on the technician side of things, you know, I get it for these guys that uh, like the, it may be something that they have zero control over or ability to, to take care of, uh, you know, and, and, to your credit, is it's amazing how many times an update will fix something.
0: You oh, know, was, whoa, 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 it, whoa, whoa, it, whoa, that kinda hurt Kevin. didn't it, is, it? It is. It did. It did. <laughs> I
1: know, Josh. Yeah, know. <laughs> yeah you know, it is it, for it's, sure. It's, it's
0: no kidding. I mean, it's in you you'd think you're updating a module that doesn't have anything to do with what their system is, but the way these modules talk to each other changes everything drastically.
1: And I know from a consumer standpoint, because I see it a lot of times where you say, well, Hey, we did an update on that. Well, they're instantly thinking, well, that's not going to fix something because there's something wrong with it. There's so there, there needs to be a part replaced or there's something. And you know, in in a lot of cases it does, it takes care of this situation or issue uh, for sure. And so uh, I just, I, I, I cannot imagine being in the aftermarket world and not having the support of the manufacturer or the the tools and equipment and stuff like that. I don't I don't know how you would fix the a, t- a technician I, I,
0: in the aftermarket world, Josh, that's that's back in the eighties when I started wrenching and I left a, a dealer and went to an independent because the independent was gonna pay me more. I worked for him for a year and realized, whoa, 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 this is not good. If I'm gonna build my career and where I need to go. Because I went to one training class for the uh, uh, for a vendor. But all that training class in the aftermarket world is, for example, a vendor will come and say, here, we're going to train you up and everything else. But all they're trying to do is push a product to you. They're not really yeah. training you. The training they're giving you is so old that you're already ahead of that game. So I knew right then and there I need to get back into the dealership. So I, I got out of it for a year and realized this is not good. But now think about today, about how far behind – the independent world would be on training and updates, let alone just the uh, the tools, the yep. data, the information. What you'd ha- what you have to spend to do that, and then, like you said, now we're updating these cars to fix these cars. Think about what that's going to do, because there's no way you can have an aftermarket, an independent shop can have software updates for all those makes and models. Can't happen. I mean, it could, I guess you spend a lot of money but
1: it's never going to be cost-effective from that part. So for the facility that's trying to repair the cars, you know, and from the from the manufacturer's side of things, I mean, there's a, a lot of manufacturers have adopted the over-the-air update <clears throat> for the vehicle which is extremely helpful, but then uh that in its own way can cause differences to the customer and we can talk about more more about that here well, we'll and i
0: think the, the caller coming yeah we'll
1: you. go to the go to the phones here got a caller on the line uh we got uh jason jason you're on live with under the hood good morning hey morning guys how are you
2: good hey i know you guys have been busy truck trip's been down there for a week and nothing against you guys it's just it is what it is but maybe you can get some insight of what's going on with it so it hasn't this far and angel light came on i immediately brought it you guys any insight of what might be causing that
0: well yeah that misfire that's a that's a tough code sometimes to figure out exactly what's going on you know years ago we could feel an engine misfire as it's running down the road uh you know before we had all these computers and everything on it but now today these computers can detect deterioration so you may not even feel that engine misfiring at all uh from that part or the engine's not running as smooth as you think it would be but the system knows that there's something happening here and what is the deterioration happening is it simple just a spark plug could be could it be a coil could be uh but there's all kinds of things that roll into the, to a misfire from and you know years ago we had intakes that leak we still have intakes
1: that leak you have yeah. uh, ignition issues that we still have today uh but uh well, and depending upon uh, vehicle makes, I mean, there's some that have two injectors per cylinder now. You got a high pressure injector and then uh, a low volume injector uh, as well. Yeah. So, sure. th- the other thing I will go into is it's just simple as when I
0: say deterioration, uh, just like a, if an a intake valve or an exhaust valve just starts to leak a little bit or whatever, it's going to pick that up and throw that in there. So, uh, you can't just go to a uh, O'Reilly's or something like that and pull a code and say it's got a PO1 one, cylinder 1's misfire and start throwing parts at it. You need to be able to diagnose that that engine misfire to know, is it a plug? Is it a wire? Is it compression? Is it a valve? Is it whatever? Is it leaking? Or is it one of the injectors not throwing enough fuel at it or whatever it might be? Uh, so sometimes those are are intermittent too. It can be very tricky to and touchy to, to get it diagnosed correctly.
2: Well, I trust you guys because that's why I mainly wrote to you guys because I wish you guys weren't do anybody
0: else, and I live in Augusta, so I'll, I'll, I'll just take 30 minutes for having to look at it. Cause it didn't yeah, uh, so, yeah, sorry but we're busy, but I still use that same analogy. No, it is what it is. That's yeah. good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, Jason, here's how, here's my analogy of that. If you roll into a restaurant and there's nobody there, do you want to eat? Not me. <laughs> there's a reason nobody's there. But if that place is busy, packed, everything else like that, that tells you there's a reason why everybody's there uh, from that part. Exactly. So, so anyways, exactly. and trust me, we're always constantly working on ways of, of figuring out ways to eliminate some of these delays, all that kind of stuff. We're finally, I'm, I kind of feel like we're kind of finally out of that parch uh, delays and kind of things. We're yeah. still got a few things still fighting us on parts and stuff like that, too. But I feel like we're kind of finally out of that. Uh, a little bit on that time delays and stuff too. So it's coming uh, and just like anything we would love to hire some more technicians, need technicians. Uh, it's like everybody I talk to in the workforce today that I don't care what business or other they're looking for help and we're the same way. We'd love to hire some more technicians to help speed up that delays and, and uh, from that part. Gotcha. Well guys, I appreciate it. You gave me a little bit of insight of what might be wrong with it but like I said I know I took it to the right place so I appreciate it. No, appreciate the phone call. We appreciate your confidence you have in us, and we'll get it dialed yeah, in. We'll in there, I promise you get it fixed up. So oh, I know you will. I know you will, but I appreciate it. No problem at all, buddy. Hey, have a great weekend, and uh, talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. All right, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Just like Jason or anything ailing in your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the racing world, race, open house, whatever it might be, love to hear from you. Anyway, Tim Daniel has a great great point. My phone updates all the time and keeps it setting. But my truck does not. Updates your race radio settings, seats, et cetera, a real pain. Tim, I firm, I agree with you, uh, and I hate it myself when it does it because I even when I get in my demos and stuff, I hit, Josh, I do hook it to the dealership Wi-Fi, and I hook it to my home Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I do hook up Ford pass and all that kind of stuff in each one. So I can feel everything that's going on there and stuff too.
1: But, uh, well, we've even had cases or scenarios where, okay, because, and that's kind of where I was headed with that is manufacturers are starting to have these vehicles do over the air updates. Well, there's a, a lot of great things that come of that. You know, one, it's not a extra service visit that the customer would have to have within the You know, within the the ownership of the vehicle, which is, which is huge to be able to fix something before it even becomes a problem, uh, or make something better, uh, to where it's an overall better owner experience for, for the consumer, but it's, uh, it's the, uh, I guess the knowledge to the customer or making sure that they know what's going on. I mean, I've seen cases where a vehicle has done an over the air update and then the features change, you know, it may change a display setting or something like that. Well, then a consumer's like, Hey, that's, that's not there. It's broke or, you know, um, well, Well, I had a
0: situation to where I have a customer that trades me expeditions every year and got into the new bigger screen. Yeah. Uh, a second on the second truck. And, uh, one of the lovely features that she liked so well was when she would pull into a parking spot, she could hit one button and it would pull the front camera up so she could see how she's pulling into a parking spot or mainly pulling into her garage. Yeah. The new Expedition, that
1: feature wasn't there. The button wasn't there, but it would automatically do it as you, the proximity sensors would get close to something. Yeah, but she she wants to have it on sooner.
0: Yeah. So before she can then. see better you know before it does hit that part. And the old, the older the, year older, had a button there. He called me the other day and said, you're not going to believe this. It did an over-the-update. Guess what? The button's back. (laughs) It's down there. It's down there now. It's on the screen. It's there. Uh, So, And some of these things, when they do these updates, and and where, where all these manufacturers are headed, I think. I could be wrong or whatever. We've added so many features and benefits to make these vehicles work right but what we've done instead of making one computer control it all we keep adding computers and adding computers and adding computers and they got to be talking to one another Uh, so when they put that over there update guess what it does it goes back and kind of does a master reset on some of those and sets them back to a a, a situation there from that part but i also think some of that is just the way those computers have to talk to each other and to to reset it back so tim i agree i hate it's a pain in the Pain and you know what and i hate that too but uh i don't know every time i see an update josh I that truck better. <laughs> from that part uh okay let's go on to the next question with ev news so predominant what's your dealership stance on regarding it well william here's what i'm going to tell you and uh someone's probably going to pop a little screen on here and talk about drinking the kool-aid here in a minute probably too <laughs> uh my opinion on the evs is uh we're getting it shoved down our throats too fast, too much, and we're not letting the, the public adapt to the situation. My other opinion is, and opinions are like, you know what, we got them. Our government has put these CAFE ratings way too high for these manufacturers to hit. And I understand fuel economy. But we've made these vehicles so much better today. What's coming out the tailpipe is not near as as harmful, and everything else from that part. So why we got to keep increasing the fuel economy? I don't know because we're worried about emissions coming out the back of the tailpipe. And as clean as they run today, I mean, I remember when in eleven. This is two thousand eleven. They came up with a new Super Duty, and we had a trainer come in, and he put that Super Duty on the showroom floor and did a four-hour training, and we had that truck set in our island for four hours, and you could never smell that truck. That's an 11. Think how cleaner they are now in 24. Uh, So that's my opinion. Is So why the EVs have been pushed so hard is the government's, again, pushing for those. And I think that they pushed it way too fast, way too quickly from that part. Uh, Are we going to be an EV dealer? Yes, because we want to be a full-fledged full round, take care of every customer we possibly can. The EV market right now to me is a very niche market uh, from that part. Who can use it, who will be beneficial, who will, uh, it's great for them for that part. Uh, I've got a sales manager, him and his wife both are driving EVs. They've made it work. They've got the charge in their house, all that kind of stuff. He loves it. So that's a niche market in my opinion. Now, the benefit to us as a dealer, in my opinion, is every Lightning that we sell, let's ford make another 10 F150s for this cafe rating they have to hit. So in that part of it do it gives me more of a option to sell you more F150s which is what we sell the most of from that part. So uh, we've done all the requirements what Ford has required us to do to put an EV to be an EV dealer. Mm-hmm. The only thing we haven't done is put a a customer facing charger in front of our store. And I am so hard against that because I don't believe that you as a consumer, if you buy an EV, that you want to come to the dealership and charge your car. You want to charge your car at your house uh, from that part. That customer-facing charger for a customer that's driving through. And right now, I need, I want to take care of my customers with what we have here today uh, from that part. So we just got to... I just firmly believe we've been shoved this EV down our throats too fast, too quick. I wish we'd uh, work down more hybrids and stuff, which they are doing for 24. There's going to be more hybrids made more than ever with Ford uh, from that part. I love the hybrid, uh, especially in an F-150. I switch back and forth, Josh, and I lose 45 miles a gallon when I'm not in a hybrid for my my commute and what I do and everything else from that part. So anyway, there's my stance. I hope I answered your question well enough, Will- William. We'll uh, we're going to continue to be an EV dealer, but I'm going to put on my Hard stance to do what I think's best for us and what's best for our dealership and best for our consumers. I'm not gonna lean so hard on what Ford says. That's why that customer facing charger is not set. It's only a ninety thousand dollar charger I got to spend to put out front of the dealership. So I hope you all understand why I haven't spent ninety grand to go put a charger in front of this store uh, from that part. So if you got any more questions, comments, throw them in the chat line. Love to hear from you more. On what your stance is on the EV cars and what's happening there too.
1: You know, it's uh, one of those things that there's a uh... There's an ass for every seat, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And so there's uh, something that works for everybody <laughs> in the sense that uh, what well, might be good for one person may not be work well for the other. But, you know, if it works for you, I think it's a great thing. What blows me away about the, <clears throat> the EV uh, side of things or even a, a hybrid version of it is when I get in one of those cars, it's such a, a psychic uh, thing that like I'm, I drive it different. Oh, completely yeah, you different. You try to you try to get like I try to get better fuel get out of it, the but thing. then I get in a regular F one hundred and fifty, and it's like okay, well, let's you know it. it I, I don't know. It's just amazing well, how much different you drive one of those vehicles. And the other thing that's out there too is it's the range anxiety that
0: everybody yeah. gets excited about, and I get that too. Uh, it's like I was talking to uh, my Ford rep just this, this week, and uh, they were talking about how they're putting some extra incentives on the Transit van to put them into service. And I said, you know what? I did two of those already from my parts department and we put 6,000 miles on them and didn't have an issue. But the problem that we have with the E-Transit, in my opinion, they Ford advertises a range of 110 miles. Now who in the world is gonna work transit that's got a range of 110? Well, that's not correct. Now, if you get on that E-Transit and you drive it on the highway, I believe it is 110-mile yeah. range. But when you're in town with that e-transit, when you're braking, it's recharging it and doing all that kind of stuff. We never had an issue running those vans all day long in town yeah. because the regeneration would do that. And that's why I told her, I said, you've, you've at, you have calculated this mileage so wrong, people are so negative against the van and uh, from that part. So, again, it's, it's another thing shoving it down our throats too quickly, too fast uh, from that part. But, uh you know, do I think EVs have a, a future? Yeah, when we can charge them faster and when we can have some more range than what we have, I think that's a, that's another idea. But I think that technology is still—I don't know—what is it? Five years away? Ten years away? I yeah. don't know. Depending, yeah, <clears throat> from that part. So, is there is there an EV market? I mean, when I drove that, I drove that uh, Lightning, and I drove it for two thousand miles. I never had an issue. Other than when it was one cold day and I had to go to Hutch. And so it's, you know, 55 miles, say it's what it is or whatever. So that's 110 miles. My range when I left the house said it was 140. I rolled back home at 18, I was, and I was that and range anxiety was getting me hit pretty good. But when I drove it back and forth to work every day, all that kind of stuff, never had an issue. Never had an issue. So everybody's got a different deal of how that, how that works for them and that kind of thing. I do think down the road, my opinion, where we'll end up is, is there in your household, if you got two cars, one's going to be a, a, an ICE vehicle. and an engine internal a combustion engine, engine. Yep. and another one's going to be an ev but i think we're a ways away from that but i do think that's where we're headed from that part any more, michael how are you buddy okay david do you see the range go down in 32 degrees and less cold range than the ev yeah no, yes it is and here's something that uh of course mr tim daniel wants to tell me about my kool-aid that i drink when i went down to georgia <laughs> what i did learn down there in georgia is you take your vehicle in the garage cold weather out and you back it out of the garage and you take off the battery is not warm and it's in cold temperatures now the battery has to get to a operating operating temperature to be efficient so you're burning all this electric energy of your battery to get there and that's sucking that range way down now granted the cold temperatures do still affect the cold uh the range from that part but if we do what they call a condition the battery meaning if you know you leave the house every day at say eight o'clock and you tell the car you plug it in and you tell it hey i'm leaving at eight o'clock it's going to condition that battery and make it warm before you back out of your garage and take off on your home power not the power the power of the the car so you're plugged in at your house if you go to your Ford Pass app, say, hey, I'm leaving at eight o'clock tomorrow morning, then it's going to know, say, I don't know, 7 that it's going to start conditioning that battery while it's plugged in your house and warm that battery up. So then as you back out of the driveway, it's warm, it's efficient, and you don't use the range. Now, is the range still less in colder temperatures? Yes, it is. But if you condition that battery, it's going to help it tremendously of not sucking it down like it does. So, great question there, David. And then it's
1: also conditioning in the interior of the cabin as well get up, get <laughs> so that temp. it's ready to go. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, uh, a lot of things to learn and do and stuff like that. There is a lot of technology in these EV cars. I get it, but uh, I think some of that technology is going to rub into the hybrids. Yeah. Is what I really think is going to happen there too. Now, to me, the ultimate thing is a plug in hybrid, which is a gasoline engine and a battery that you can plug in and keep it charged up. Now, the F 150s that we have now are just, just strictly a, a hybrid you know, uh, from that part. So, anyway, three one six four six two three six seven three. Hey, love to hear from you. Anything ailing your car? You want to talk some more about EVs, whatever? Love to hear from you on opinions, your
1: opinions, whatever. If you want to throw it in the chat line, we can talk about that too. So, so what are you seeing on uh, while we're on? Kind of EVs, uh, I know we haven't taken in a huge amount of them, but as far as like the the used market value for EVs so far,
0: well, and again, that's that's still some. Uh, how do I say this? The, the used market is going to be a still live and learn kind of a situation from what's what's there uh, from that part. I will tell you that. It no matter if it's the Machi, it's the Tesla, or whatever. What I'm seeing so far is when those cars are hitting about the forty to fifty thousand mile range compared to new price, they're already at half, kind of give or take, right in that side of the coin. Yeah. Now we traded for a Tesla the other day that had one hundred and twenty thousand miles on it, and uh, yes, it had dropped quite a bit of value. But again, one hundred twenty thousand miles, and that's where I'm still I'm still not understanding too is is the battery just strictly a time. That hurts it, or does miles affect that battery? I don't know. That's some. That's some more things. I think we have to put some more miles and time on
1: these batteries to kind of know how they're going to, to determine. Work. But I don't. know As far as like depreciation over, uh, you know, say I, I know on a Mach-E, you don't have a, a gas engine to can, you know, to compare it to. But even if you took a, like a Fusion Hybrid or mm-hmm. something that was both gas and electric, uh, do you see different? a different value on that specific unit versus one that was say just a gas engine. You know, Josh, that's a great question too. And, and, uh,
0: you know, like the Fusion plug-in hybrid, and then we had the Escape plug-in hybrid, and yep. Toyota's got one, too, and that sort of thing, too. There's just not enough of them out there to get that determining factor kind of where that's at. But well, what I do love about the plug-in hybrid is if it does, the battery does go bad. Guess what? You so still the got the gas engine, engine to keep moving yeah. the car. The car is <laughs> not dead, uh, uh, you know, from that part either. So that's where I really, I think that's the best ultimate thing is a plug-in hybrid. So that way you can still be running on electric. But the only thing I, it's most of the plug-in hybrids, the electric side of it is only probably a 15 or 20 mile range before it kicks back into gas. Think about if they could take a a battery that's got, say, a 200, just a 200 mile range, not be as big as that, and still have your gasoline engine. Guess what? You can go to Kansas City if you wanted to, like you wanted to, or Oklahoma City, whatever, and back and not have to worry about it. Yeah. plugging them in or doing whatever. But if you still could plug in, guess what you got? You got the
1: best of both worlds. Uh, I would also wonder about the desirability of that, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 mile unit for that next owner. You know, what's the, what's yeah. the interest in, in taking that, you know, is it something that's going to be around for a while or, uh, are they pretty desirable, you know? Yeah. I think that's,
0: that's still some of the time will tell and all that kind of stuff, you know, and I guess, you know, the other thing I'll throw out there is just like the, those cold, cold days we had below zero and all that kind of stuff and the, you know, the, who knows how much true that really is or whatever, but I do know it's some true. These cars were sitting in charge stations that couldn't get charged, wouldn't charge all that kind of stuff. People charging couldn't hardly get home and stuff and everything else too. Uh, so there is still some, some technology, still some stuff to get worked out and stuff too. But, uh, my biggest thing is the government needs to back off the CAFE rating, let these manufacturers build what us as consumers really want. And I think we want hybrids today uh, before we need this EV shoved down our throats as much as hard as it's going to get there. But if you're an EV fan and an EV works for you, hey, great. I got an EV that can help you and sell you and, and fix you up, too, from that part.
1: I mean, so. I think of a uh, fuel economy of what vehicles we're getting years ago. And, you know, you a uh, car to get 20 gallons, twenty miles to a gallon out of it was pretty decent fuel economy and now you're getting that out of pickups you know i mean that's uh i don't know that's crazy it is hey we got another caller in the line we'll get them patched through here in just a second and
0: uh get that get get uh, marissa patched through the line here in just a few seconds and uh let's see if uh, nick sent me another email here too about
1: a race open house right yeah and let's see what that email has Anything more through.
0: people were are having coming to the race open house. We got Marissa coming through, Josh. Yep, yep we'll get her patched through and get her on the line here. Okay, some more added in is Schaefer Oil will also, excuse me, will also be here. Um <laughs> Casey Joe with Advocare will be here. Of course, Big Corner Creative. I can't believe I left. Oh, yeah. And then Westhold uh, Sheet Metal will also be here. So, no, Some more new sponsors that we've not had here before. So, if you racers are out there listening and stuff and want to know, well, you don't want to miss the race open house February 17th, 9 to 4. And let's go to the phones and talk to Marissa. Hi.
2: Good morning.
1: Good morning. So, all
2: this talk with electric cars, um, obviously – I fully believe like this is like the future coming up. I have a house. We've put in the electric plugs to have an electric car be able for that when the time comes. But talk with my dad and I know that there is the maverick, I think, that comes in electric, but when do you think we're gonna see a ranger come out with an electric model?
0: Well, first of all, a
2: hybrid. Yeah. A Sorry, hybrid. hybrid. Yeah,
0: the, the, the Maverick is a hybrid. That is correct. And that is the most desirable truck because it's getting 40 miles to the gallon. I've got people telling me 45 and 40, uh, 45 miles to the gallon out of those trucks, too, if you drive <laughs> it nicely and everything else from that part, too. Uh, there's some other things coming as far as hybrids and stuff. Uh, uh, they just announced a 25 Explorer that I did not know that was. The, I would think they'd give us, that's the thing that bugs me about Ford. I wish they would give us more heads up about things that's coming down the pike than what they do, but I know they're trying to hide it out from the market and stuff. Do I think the rangers next in line are very close in line? Yeah, I do think the ranger will be a hybrid. Of course, we announced a new 24 ranger back in uh, November, October, somewhere in there. Uh, We had our sales training on those rangers, and then that was the first plant that went down uh, from the strike. And that has just pushed that whole plant back like ninety days. We still have yet to see a brand new twenty four Ranger on our lot yet, and we wow. should have we should have seen them in November uh, from that part. So they're they're in production again and that kind of stuff. So we'll be seeing the new Ranger. And it's a new Ranger. It's all redone, uh, a little bit bigger than the other Ranger and stuff too, so to go against the competition. But do I think there's a hybrid coming in that Ranger? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think that's that's not too far away. Awesome. So anyway. Appreciate that is a great question, but I, I hope that Ford has keeps pushing these hybrids because I think that's the way our immediate future to help us get better fuel economy and that sort
1: of stuff too. So do so do you yeah, currently have, Yeah, do you currently have a Ranger? No,
2: I don't. I apparently have to drive a two thousand seven Ford Focus that she's a little she runs and she's paid off. So that's <laughs> great. Um but I think in the near future, I probably will get something. And so we put in stuff to be able to have the compatibility for a hybrid or electric, but we'll see if there's that
0: one
2: was a, out on the market that will be good enough.
0: That was a great call doing it, I promise you, because I do think in, yeah. in the future down the road, that's some great things to have. And uh, from that part, I do know we've had a couple customers that have had to spend some tremendous amount of dollars in their houses to get the electric stuff into their house to to correctly charge them and stuff too because they're not as not on, as a newer side of the houses and stuff too from that part. So good call on doing right. that. Yeah. Thanks. So anyway, excited to see the new ranger. Hope we we'll see some soon.
2: Yes, agreed. Hopefully they can push one out that if I would I'll be a good good thing.
1: <laughs> I hope so too. Well thank you for the call and have a great rest of your day. Thanks see you too. You too.
2: Bye. Bye.
1: All right,
0: 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, want to talk some more about EVs or hybrids or questions or comments, throw it in the chat line. Love to hear from Delbert. Good morning, Delbert. You're kind of running behind today. It's kind of odd on Delbert's side. Were you it sleeping was. in, Delbert, or what's going on? You stayed up too late last night running the car all over from that part? So uh, Could they, have been. Could have been.
1: Could have been. Could have been out there running that thing everywhere in the big city of Oklahoma. So, anyway. So, now on the on the new side of things, or the new vehicle side of things, uh, production is starting to increase, or you're starting to see inventory come in on certain things. Other things is still pretty hard to get. But are you starting to see manufacturers do like any rebates or incentives, or to because now now inventory is back
0: a yes, little more in line
1: it is coming it is here we've got
0: uh, you know uh, several years before this all happened we used to have you know sometimes we had eight 900 new Ford sitting on the ground here uh remember when we had the east lot down there josh we yeah. had cars parked down there everywhere uh, from that part we're back up to the mid 300s uh that is more than i thought we'd be at by now so that is great and huge we've got plenty of inventory of about everything other than uh explorers a little soft but they're coming i mean i got a bunch of explorers coming uh we got lots of f-150s out here for the 23s the 24s are in production they've yet to ship a 24 f-150 i got a lot of people that have ordered them from me and are excited to get them and can't believe they're not here yet and they say they see all this stuff on social media the dealers got them no they don't they've yet to have one f-150 24 be shipped out of dearborn yet uh from that part so that's uh kind of that situation but i do see rebates coming i do see some incentivized rates finally coming uh from that part uh so yeah it's it's coming uh the other thing we got to do we got to get the got to get the
1: prime down a little bit too in my opinion well that's what uh you know at this point any type of rebate you're just you're just aiding in the in the rates (laughs) side of it and so what's uh What's the driving factor for a manufacturer to go out and put uh, incentives on rates to finance through them versus a rebate on the vehicle? Like, what what determines when they do one versus uh, yeah. the other, or is there? Dude, you know that's that's kind of a these rebates
0: and versus different things and stuff. It it, it drives me crazy because you know what? Let's. Don't play. To me, the manufacturers sometimes play games with the consumer to say, "Hey, you got this great rate out here, but guess what? Then you don't get this rebate." Yeah, uh, back and forth kind of thing. So we have to go through the deal and say, "Okay, is the two point nine percent better, or is the standard rate better?" And again, giving you the the fifteen hundred or two thousand dollar rebate, and where you at with equity in your car? Uh, what's the term going to be like, and all that things kind of playing the factor because anymore it takes a little bit to to figure your car deal correctly to make sure you're getting the best rate. Uh, the best payment and everything else that fits your needs. And it's not just something easy anymore like it used to be is pencil a deal and say, this is where you're at and da, da, da. We have to really look at all these incentivized. I mean, there's there's rebates, there's rates. There's also now Ford is kicking out what they call ICI offers, which is a private offer to you. If you've been loyal to them or whatever, they'll get yep. an offer to you, throwing those into play. And then what drives me crazy, they give you an offer, say 750 bucks, but it doesn't go with the cheaper, cheapest rate. Okay, kind of come on.
1: Well, yeah, if you're gonna so give I, me
0: an offer, why why would it not matter, you know? Exactly. So it's 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 a kind of a game we have to play uh with the manufacturer to make sure we're giving you the consumer. It's kind of like the other day a guy was talking to me about, you know, I used to remember these rebates are five thousand dollars. <laughs> so do I. I remember seven and eight thousand dollar rebates on, on trucks and stuff. It's just not there today
1: yet. Well, I think that had a lot to do with, you know, the amount of inventory that was out on the market, right? You know, I mean, if they if they got a lot and they're trying to move it. They're, they're going to offer incentives and rebates for it, I would guess, uh, to, to get it moved. And right now, we're not there. Now, but I do think it's coming. I don't think it's very far around the corner from where some of
0: that stuff will change and all that kind of stuff too. <clears throat> but here's where another aspect of, you know, these high interest rates and that kind of thing too, is most people when they're buying a new vehicle, they don't keep it for the whole term of the of the loan. And so when you look at it, if you trade, you know, 28 to 32 months and look at that rate and how much that really is, it's not a big number. Yeah. Is it a different number? Yeah, it's a little bit different number too. But if you're, if you're not going to keep the car for the whole term of the loan, which most people really don't uh, on that part, it's not that big of a deal if you sit down and pencil the numbers to it. But do I want to see that rate come down? Yeah. I oh, think yeah. Because I think we're too high. I think yeah, for sure. I think where we need to be and stuff, too, So, from that part. So, hey, 316-462-3673. Hey, anything you know? talk about buying a car, what rates, rebates, all that kind of stuff, throw it in the chat line. Let me see. I had Delbert had to go to Home Depot again to do a little project with his
1: grandson. So, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, the other day, I, it's been a while back, but they had, uh, there was incentives or rebates on, you know, a specific insurance carrier. I think I even seen one for like a quarter horse association or something like that. Yeah. And so uh, to be able to find all of that stuff, you really need somebody that knows what's, knows what's going on. Well, and I'll go back to that too. There used to be a really big rebate
0: for if you were a member of a co-op or you had a membership to Lando Lakes. Yeah. Uh, that went away and super Superduty uh, people love that rebate again. It was four and five thousand dollars. It went away with COVID and all these shortages of yeah. inventories. And I had a gentleman talking to me about it the other day. I said, "Do I think it's coming back? yet? Is it here yet? No, it's not here, uh, but it will be back. I think eventually as, as we start getting this because we because <coughs> I do have stock Super Duties uh, on the lot, not a lot, but a few that I've never had in three years. Yeah. So do I think the Lando Lakes and the co-op thing will come back? Yeah, I do. So. Uh, it's just more things that's going to change. You know, it's like I had a guy ask me the other day, do you think these prices are ever going to come down? Well, I don't think once they're up, they're right. I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. well, I mean, I don't. I don't. I wish they would. And you know, for everybody's sake of the factor, but I just don't I don't see it. I, I could be wrong. Got a question about that? Comment about that. Love to hear you too. What you think about the prices? Will they come back down? I, I, I love them to
1: come back down. Love to be back down to where they were and stuff like that too. But I just don't know that that's going to happen. Well, and again, I think you go back to a supply and demand deal is that if it's there and people are paying it, you know what I'm saying? Why, why would you change it or do something different about it until, uh, until that changes? I, I don't know. It'd yeah. be, be hard to, hard to sell something, uh, for less money if it's selling right now at what, what you're asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Anyway, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you.
0: And anything you want to talk about the EVs, you want to talk about <clears throat> rebates, incentives, whatever, love to hear from you on that part too. If you want to just throw it in the chat line, we'll chat it up too on that side of the coin too. So 316 462 3673, right to the front desk. We'll get you on the podcast and get your question or comment, whatever it might be answered for you from that
1: part. So, and again, the race open house is next, not next weekend, the, gosh dang, now I'm going to give you the wrong date, the 17th. You're
0: trying to get that wrong, yeah. too, we did <laughs> send out in an, an, a text to our group chat that was wrong. Sorry about that. Yeah, so it's the 17th. Starts off at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm trying to pull the list back up here again. Okay, so for you, everybody that's listening out there and stuff, too, the uh, Race Open House, February 17th, 9 to 4. And I uh, got a lot of new vendors coming uh, this This week, that weekend, we've never had before. All-star performance for you racers out there. All-star will be here, and uh, we sell a lot of all-star products and stuff. I have a lot of them on my race car, too. Uh, Those guys will be here to answer any of your questions. Weirs Machine, another new vendor we have not had here before. Uh, They'll be on display with all their stuff that they do and have a gentleman with them that can answer any of your questions. And I know a lot of people use Weirs on their... Race cars and that kind of stuff too. Schaefer's Oil will be here. Aeromotive will be here. Patronics will be here. Renegade Mad Drag Strip will be here. So we're going to talk about their schedules. What's going on at Mad for 2024? I know they got some exciting stuff coming there. Flying Ace Drag Strip, another new drag strip coming. Monza, Monza will be here with his Chevelle. Finally, we were supposed to have that car here two years ago, I think. So it will be fun to have him here uh, uh, from that part to see that Chevelle, and uh, hopefully, he'll have that hood up on it. Maybe he have to go out front of the store and do a burnout. Maybe like can it. do a better burnout than I can do it in the blue and you yellow uh, Mustang. I think he
1: can. Nah, I don't. Huh? Nah. You
0: know? Okay. I'll challenge him. <laughs> How about that? Anyway, Dodge City and URSS uh, sprint cars will be here. Uh, RPM Speedway will be here. Bar to Bar will be here with some motorcycles on display. Talk about their 2024 season. They got some new exciting stuff coming there, too. Racing Dirt and... Uh, their new division uh, of the tie, Eric Chester, will be here on. The, so you guys can talk about their new series. They're running around here, too. Bees Motor Lab will be here with the motorcycles to show all the stuff that he's doing with, with that for you, too. Casey Joe with AdvoCare will be here to keep you energized and rejuvenated with all the AdvoCare products, all your racers. And, of course, Big Corner Creative will be here uh, to show you all the wraps and different things they can do for you on your race cars and that stuff, too. And then Westhold uh, Sheet Metal will also be here, too. And that's I know that's an issue with how much sheet metal has went up in the years, too. So. Yeah from that part so there's a list of everything race open house february 17th nine to four don't miss it jordan whitehead will be here cooking for us has some great food lisa's gonna have lots of prizes lots of giveaways and stuff we'll be drawing for and everything else too and we're already working on the special pricing and everything we're gonna have at the open house to get racing kicked off for 2024 can't wait ready to go that's for names when's your first race haven't figured that out yet, Josh. Oh, yeah. We were just discussing that just yesterday. Uh, it's probably going to be going to the Hayes race at the end of uh, of March. It's probably going to be our first race. I would love to go get something else done there, too, before then. But who knows? Maybe some traction or something. Have some practice open up. We can go there, too. But I think our first race is going to be going to Hayes, America. How about the car? Is it ready? Close. It's, well, I will say it's, it's closer being ready than it's ever been in any year. Can you believe that? So... Yeah, yeah, it I blows me away, but it is—it's close, it's very close. We got some uh, different things we're doing for 2024. We are Jake and I and Nick have decided we're not going to go try to win championships at racetracks we're going to travel just a little bit more do different things not be there and and not points race this year we're going to go have fun i remember about four or five years ago jake and i decided to do that and uh, we had more fun doing that than trying to win a a race championship uh you know we uh we won dodge city last week last year and we got second slide and we're headed to Hayes tonight for their banquet we got third there but, you know, Jake won the state and he won the region, the five state region out uh, of IMCA last year. So we want to go have some fun. Yeah. See what we can go do with it instead of trying <laughs> to cheat. Because you, you go to the racetrack and you're constantly counting points, you're counting positions on racetracks to see where you're at and points and stuff. And just, uh, we're going to go have some
1: fun. And- well, I think being able to to go to a lot of different tracks and experience different things uh I would think would make you a better racer okay. you know uh for Agreed. sure agree and then different competition you know uh, every different place you go and stuff like that so
0: yeah. And like we've never really raced in Oklahoma or Texas because that was out of that region that he was trying yeah. to win, which he won last year. So we just never really went there. Uh, so we're probably going to head to Oklahoma, maybe some Texas, depending on weekends and stuff like that, too, to race. And you're right, to race some different things, race against some different talent
1: uh, from that part. So and the, the only, I don't know, the only difference I would see in that is if you uh, stayed with the consistent group of drivers, uh, you know, you're going to get any better. Well, you're not going to get any better, but other than you may be able to kind of predict a little bit of what, what they're going to do, I guess. So oh, speak yeah. of, oh, I don't, yeah. you know, um, and you go somewhere new, you, you wouldn't know that. Uh, so that, that part of it, I could see going kind of either way, but uh, as far as being on different tracks, different surfaces, you know, I think that definitely would help, uh, hone in your driving skills for sure. 300%. So anyway, we will, we will, uh, be in
0: different places. We will post different things on our on Team Three J. We've got a YouTube channel where all his races are at, and we'll have it on our Facebook and Instagram where we'll be racing and stuff too. Normally by now, I've got our schedule ready out on our Google Calendar, but I have not even put anything together yet because we're still trying to figure out exactly what we want to go do. So, anyway, Jeff Daniel's got some great uh, comment on prices. I think the customer service expectations and experience have to go up as well. I think that we're where you're at, MH4, are winning. Experience the difference. Yes, and uh, and. And Jeff, I agree with you a thousand percent uh, of customer expectations, customer service, all that kind of stuff too, and how you're taking care of what you do, how you help people and uh, just uh, not trying to make a buck, trying to make some friends, trying to make things happy, but most importantly, make, make sure you're
1: taking that consumer and giving them what they need. That's for sure. I tell you, from the, from the consumer side of things, what uh, is frustrating to me is, and I don't, it just seems like more and more, if I want to go buy something and I don't care what it is, uh, just being able to go somewhere and they have it right there. There's so much more and more stuff is Amazon online next day. And I'm not a, I'm not a, I want to see it, touch it, feel it, like walk it, you know, when i decide I want to buy it, I want to know what my options are. Have them all right there, and and walk away with it. Uh, and I've, you know, I've always been that way. And I've, uh, if no, I, at, the more consumers go out to Amazon and order something online and get it shipped to the door, the less the less you get that ability to do that. You know? Right. I'm with you.
0: I I hate to see the brick-and-mortar stores go away, Uh, but you're right, Jeff, on the customer expectations and service and everything else like that part two. I still remember I needed a simple part at my house on one Sunday. I went to a a store to to find it. I couldn't find anybody to help me. I walked all over everywhere trying to find it. Couldn't figure out where it was at. I just left. Went home. Guess what I did? I got on Amazon. The thing was sitting on my doorstep the next day. Yeah. Was it inconvenient? I wanted it Sunday. Yeah, that little part was inconvenient. But you know what? I still got – I got exactly what I wanted from that part. I hate that for our local brick-and-mortar stores and everything else, too. But you are right, Jeff. We've got to step up our customer expectations, customer service. And I will say, as us consumers, our expectations have jumped big time. Yeah. That's for sure. So, anyway, uh, more than Adam – and Doug, you definitely learn how oh yeah, definitely learn how to tune your suspension going in different tracks. Yeah, Doug, you're exactly correct. And that's what we're really trying to do. We're trying to I'll tell you there's a lot of experimenting we're gonna do with Team 3J this next year. We've done some different things with shocks and and different things we're gonna try and play with a little bit to kind of see what it does, what helps the car, or not the car, all that kind of stuff too, from that part. So anyway, Greg, the cars of today are far ahead of cars from even just ten years ago. Technology and safety has a has a price. Uh yeah, yeah you're exactly right it does have a price. Well, and I don't
1: the safety is something that I think a lot of consumers are never never even going to experience how safe something is, you know, if so you, you don't need it yeah, or you yeah, experience it. Yeah, if you don't get in an accident, you know, you're never going to understand all the safety features and and what a vehicle has to offer. For sure, which is a great thing to not get into an accident, but you know to to know that it's there i would rather be in a 2024 model than a you know a 2014 model any day you know and it doesn't you know. even matter what the what model you put me in here and what model i was in there just the the amount of advancements in exactly. safety in them is safety, crazy yeah and just being safe and all that kind of stuff too but you know uh
0: getting in a wreck and, and you say you uh pretty severe wreck or whatever you're going to be so much safer in these cars today Uh, with the airbags, the seat belts, everything that we have in these cars to protect us, the crump zones, all that kind of stuff, too. Uh, Just so much safer, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, we're running out of time, Josh. Race Open House, February 17th, 9 to 4. Don't want to miss it. All kinds of fun, exciting stuff. bunch of new vendors coming this year. Uh, Don't want to miss that, too. Uh, A lot of racetracks are going to be here, too, on display to talk to you about their race schedules, all the stuff they have new for... uh, uh, 2024. So that'll be fun and exciting there too. Uh, So don't want to miss it. Jordan Whitehead will be here cooking for us. A lot of new vendors are going to be here to help you help you with your racing news to get going. Again, all-star performance is new for this year. Where's machine is new. Schaefer's oils have been here before. Aramody has been here. Pentronic's been here. Renegade. Mad drag strip. They'll be here for the 24 schedule. Flying ace drag strip. Also new drag strip. Monza. You don't want to miss Monza. He'll have his Chevelle here on display. And I think I'm going to do a burnout contest with him out front. See if I can do a better burnout than he can. in that Monza with his Chevelle versus my, I think you got to do the yellow car. That yellow car is too much fun. <laughs> Tyler Fetters will be here from Dodge City and URSS to talk about their schedule and stuff. RPM Speedway will be here. Bar to Bar will be here with Sitters and Motorcycles with B's Motor Lab 2. Racing Dirt and also Eric Cheston will be here to talk about their new racing series they're putting on in this area for the Modifieds. And Casey Joe Gim will be here with their Abracure stuff to get you all, how do I say, keep you healthy, keep you energized, keep you well used. And I'm going to tell you in this cup, and where's it at? There it is. There it is. Full of advocare right now, full of spark and regenerates from that part. Drink it every day. BC, Big corner creative, of course, that's our company. Yes, they'll be here to show you what they can do for uh, race car wraps, all that kind of stuff. So that'll be fun too. And of course, Westhold U- Sheet Metal will also be here. Another new vendor for 2024. Bubble car burnout? No, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> no Thank you. I Hate to tell you what kind of burnout that car will do. So, uh, and it's had. It's, it's, let's put it this way, Jeff, for what it is and that is. It has had enough burnouts in my, so far for a little bit. Hey, the other <laughs> thing I'll tell you, what I've been waiting for and waiting for, I've been trying to find out numbers of how many 2024, I mean 2020 GT500s were made. There's 5,933. Okay. Okay. How many of them were the... I got to dial it in because that's on my phone. But I got the rapid red There was less than 600 rapid reds. Then you got to get into the painted stripe because some of them don't have stripes. Some them got vinyl stripes, all that kind of stuff. And then you got to get into the carbon fiber package, which is very slim and none. And I think if I could, I, I didn't have, I should have did this, went down to it. I think there were three. Rapid red, painted stripe, carbon fiber package. Really? For 2020. So everybody, now, no one, I mean, that's why I'm trying to keep that car the way it is. But it is what it is too. I still want to go put a different set of wheels on and have some fun with it. <laughs> So, anyway, Adam, hey, Phil, may I ask what kind of hauler you guys got for your Team 3J? We're running an in-tech trailer. Uh, is what we're using. We're going to be in our second year with in uh, from that part. And that's another discussion we can get into sometime, but we won't get into that today because we're out of time,
1: basically, what <laughs> is with yeah, that. I'm in an in-tech trailer, a uh, gooseneck that we pull with one of our 450s here at the dealership. We have a couple of in trailers, too. that we, yeah. Our event trailer is an in-tech trailer. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Exactly. So...
0: Anyway, uh, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And of course, BG products for all your great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Of course, we talked about Big Corner Creative going to be here for the open house and also go to rent. Hey, Stan has got a great fleet of vehicles. We can just finally. Got some new vans in there to replace some of the vans he's had in there forever. We've not been able to get some transit vans. We're finally getting transit vans in, pasture vans for them. So he's got his feet. fleet of vehicles stocked back up there and everything else for you. So if you're looking for something that you don't want to put the miles in your car, need a 12 or 15 pasture van, give Stan a call right inside here at Ford and Ford at GoToRent. Everybody have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay. Good. We'll see you here at Race Open House. But again, we're going to talk to you next Saturday at 9 o'clock.